fraternal greetings and a warm welcome to you. We're glad that you could join us on the Ashlers podcast, a space for the world's oldest fraternity to shine some light through Masonic paper readings, discussions, interviews, and more. Freemasonry is so old that our lifetime wouldn't be enough to capture its grandeur in the entirety. However, all things great should begin somewhere, and so we are thrilled to start off with season one, which will focus on Freemasonry and its roots in India, one state at a time. As a disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely of the participants and do not represent any official positions including those of any grand lords or constitutions thereof best efforts have been made to keep the conversation on the level for brethren and non masons alike Hey guys, before I begin today's topic, I want to let you know a little something about Hub Hopper Studio. You know, this podcast is hosted on Hub Hopper Studio. That is H U B H O P P E R studio.com. It is India's leading hosting and distribution platform for many podcasts. The platform is absolutely free and it helps me reach out to the right Indian audience. by not only getting it on audio streaming platforms such as Spotify and Google Podcasts but even on Indian platforms such as Gana, Wink Music and many more. Welcome folks to the Ashlers. I am Shashir and I am Rinesh. So this is going to be an interesting episode because as all the folks who have been listening to us know that we have been traveling all over india actually uh, mm. specifically you know starting from the east going down the eastern coast then we went to the western coast ended up in delhi covered up and bihar and now in this major milestone we will be closing out or rather covering the key northern states of our country and that would take care of all of north india that we would have actually covered in this season so that's a major milestone uh, for us yes 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 awesome. it kind of showcases that right like we, we we thought initially as a small project for ourselves let's understand this and then with the help of all the brethren who gave us this much information we are able to come up and say you know what we have completed the major portion of our country which is a northern area completely agree and what a journey it has been man it's uh, we are at like our ninth episode so <laughs> yes this is really exciting all right folks so uh, you know without blabbing too much and reveling in our in our own excitement <laughs> let's get on with the show so before we get into it you know i think i should give a small little introduction to the states that we are covering today so let's begin with jammu and kashmir now jammu is named after its founder that is raja jambalochan who is believed to have ruled the area in the 9th century kashmir means desiccated land wow now why such a name well it is stated that the valley of kashmir was formerly a lake and it was drained by kashyap kashyap is a noble sage uh, if we check out our hindu mythology now next in line is punjab Punjab is the land of five rivers Satluj Bias Ravi 
Chenab and Jhelum. The word Punjab is a compound of the Persian words Panj meaning five and Ab meaning waters. Punjab, five waters. Next, Haryana. Derived from the Sanskrit words Hari that is the Hindu god Vishnu and Ayana meaning home or the abode of the god. The compounded words Hari and Aryana also works out to be a green forest. How cool is that? Two different meanings, but nevertheless, just as noble. Chandigarh, a compound of Chandi and Gadh. Chandi refers to the Hindu goddess Chandi and Gadh means fortress. So, the fortress of the goddess Chandi. And finally, we have Ladakh, land of high passes. And anyone who knows anything about Ladakh will vouch for that. It's pretty high up there and any biker deep down in their hearts dreams of being there for sure. So with that, I give it over to Ranesh to take it forward. Go ahead, man. Yes. Hey, thanks, Shashir. Uh, Ladakh, man, seriously, I swear I feel like going over there every now and then. Uh, But well, unfortunately, since we are not there, let's talk a little bit about these places. Starting with Jammu Kashmir. Uh, doing uh, while we were doing our research about uh, whether lodges are there in these places and all, and uh, we tried multiple books which were available. Some of them are really that old that it's really difficult to read those passages in the PDF which is available in these libraries and everything. The first lodge in Jammu Kashmir, which is called, uh, which was in Srinagar, is called Takte Suleiman Lodge Number no. Three Zero Four Three. It was consecrated back in nineteen zero four. And its petition was recommended by a lodge named as Light in the Himalayas, number 1448 Muri, which is in West Punjab, which is basically now the current Pakistan. Look at the look at the uh, number itself. 3043 was that lodge and 1448, which, my goodness, it is so, so old. Then I came to know about a second lodge which was consecrated there called the Shankaracharya Lodge, number 6251, which was consecrated in 1946. It is apparently rumored that it was a very exclusive lodge. And I'm not very sure because after six years, like after its consecration of six years, it kind of just doesn't doesn't stay in existence. So it was closed, you're trying to say? Yes, yes. After six, I think it only worked for six years and after that it closed. I'm not very sure why that must have happened. We can only speculate here. But then again, like you said, it was a very exclusive lodge. You know, well, think about it like this, Ranesh. I mean, in Freemasonry, we talk about being on the level or, you know, treating each person in an equal footing, Mm -hmm. regardless who or what they Mm -hmm. are. I don't know what exclusivity they were running after, but I don't think it worked out for them. Definitely, definitely. And by the way, listeners, we actually still have such uh, lodges like uh, lodges which are only for doctors or lodges which are only for engineers, lodges which are only for CAs. But those have a charm of its own. You know why they do actually do that? Because they come with that kind of a common purpose. But I think, Shishir, you were the one when we were discussing about it, you told me that you and me can become doctors, but you and me cannot become aristocrats or royals. Let me just add to that, Rinesh. Um, You know, having a lodge uh, that is dedicated to just, you know, a particular profession is fine. 
you know anyone can get into any profession it's just a matter of one's uh, you know education and what not and in india pretty much everyone is having a standard form of education mm. right cbsc iic syllabus and what not it's just a matter of what you choose that's to right do. but um, if we say that oh i'm a high network uh, net worth individual mm. or i am an aristocrat or i am a royal family person so we'll make a lot just for us i think that kind of uh, just just throws a towel in the face of the ideals of masonry in my in my personal opinion yes. um, again these are our personal opinion yes it's not yeah so let's just be clear about that's that. true that's <laughs> true uh, as a matter of fact the takht e suleiman lodge the first lodge in shrinagar is actually still active it meets in delhi and if i'm not wrong at least twice a year they actually go to shrinagar and i'm assuming it must be the summer time when it will be really interesting to actually have a lodge there uh the current number because obviously they were part of the united grand lodge of england at one point of time so when they moved into the grand lodge of india they got the new number which was 65 and from here shishir let's go to the dark now that's going to um, be interesting uh, Yeah, this is this is a funny part, right? Like when uh, I was in Ladakh around two years back, and uh, when we were obviously move, going from Srinagar to Kargil, and then from Kargil we obviously went all the way to uh, Ladakh area, Nubra Valley. Oh, beautiful, beautiful! I think at one point where I was actually standing at the foothill of a hill, right, and this hill was like, what? It was huge. It it was like really, really huge. So I literally felt like a tiny human being in front of the magnanimity of what it is. and that is exactly what i actually felt at that moment that in this whole vast scheme of things which is going on around us we are nothing we are just a speck think about the whole universe think about the whole solar system and we are just literally like as a speck it just comes and goes let me add to that one thing the other side of it all right <laughs> mm-hmm. i remember uh, there was this one picture of the earth uh, seen mm-hmm. from mars or from one of the rings of jupiter i'm not really recollecting which specific uh, one, it yeah. was actually from saturn 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 oh yeah yeah saturn has rings not jupiter yes <laughs> oh well uh, so uh, so it was like you know see how small the earth is and we are fighting for all kinds of things on that tiny little planet it looks like a dust. i was thinking yeah agreed that from that distance anything will look small even for that matter our sun will look like a little pixel uh compared to the biggest stars in this universe right yes. but also in done it's just relative because you are at yes. that far distance or that huge size something mm-hmm. looks small or big but if you come down to the reality of the person uh standing on the earth in such mm-hmm. a case again the relativity comes into picture and now that small earth from saturn is now an entire planet which is far 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 bigger than you right if you're fighting for something it's because you are on that planet and that is your world and you have to sort of live through it so it is one thing to say that we are so tiny but again i think it's all about relativity that also being said i think mm. um, going back to the ideals of masonry right whether we are far from earth or on this earth the fact mm. still remains that we originate from the same point and right. at the same time coexist within this within this uh, you know a huge universe so true. and and finding that coexistence and having that harmony i think not just within the nature but also among humans i think yes. that is the key point that's right so, that's right yeah 
<laughs> so so what happened was by the way when i was actually traveling there i saw the these these roads right in uh, ladakh are actually maintained by an indian army corps of engineers who takes care of all these things and they are known as the border roads organization short form bro <laughs> so you you could have imagined i was i don't know why but i was something was going on in my head and suddenly i saw the word bro and i'm like oh there is a brother here and i'm like what is wrong with me what why, why did i see that and that's when it kind of struck me like i was trying to find freemasonry there uh, but unfortunately uh, guys we do not have freemasonry in ladakh yet maybe somewhere down the line it might actually come there i i, I don't know like whatever it is but at that one second right i was so excited to see the word bro there i was like i found a brother there and uh, by the way if you guys ever want to have a chuckle about it please do search for those quirky or witty road signs which uh, bro actually has the border road organization has in ladakh it's simply hilarious it is better to be a mr late than a late mister oh wow uh, that's, that's that's because uh, by the way that's one of the lesser funnier ones but there are some really hilarious ones out there yes Me yes we need to just you know try to find it <laughs> difficult to be serious just before this recording because that is when this guy shows me all that thing and i'm like i can't get the flow now for the episode <laughs> But yeah, so you know, true, so I was just thinking, Rinesh, how cool it would hmm. be to have an open air lodge. Like I think in the US they have some open air lodges. It would be cool because a place like Ladakh, it's like wow. the surroundings and the sky would be so clear because it's like higher altitude. It would be just amazing to have a lodge meeting under the heavens, like wow, literally you... under the heavens. So moving on from Ladakh, we will go to Punjab. Now Punjab. became part of the east india company back in 1849 and any lodges which the british actually wanted to bring in india or wanted to bring in that area was always on the east of the satluj river i would like to talk about one of this uh, famous lodge in punjab which is called lodge fulkian it was consecrated back in 1916 and lieutenant general his highness sir bupinder singh mahindra bahadur uh, was installed as the first master of this lodge the master appointed his highness sir uday bhan singh ji the who was the maharaja rana of dholpura as his senior warden and major alfred charles elliot as his junior warden shishir what do you want to say about that i can just tell you that you have a king as a master another king and an english officer i think the key point is that the harmony that they were able to bring together like an english officer you know uh, reporting to him yeah i mean in the hierarchy of a lords obviously he is reporting into mm. him so if that doesn't bring harmony i don't know what is yes yes <laughs> and among apparently among the founder members for this lords there were they are the who's who of the aristocracy and aristocracy and the royals apparently so we have obviously bupinder singh of patiala obviously udayban singh of dholpur ranbir singh maharaj of jind my goodness the, he literally got all the big shots actually in his lodge at that time and after his consecration the maharaj of bikaner and the maharaj of kapurthala became members of that lodge the nawab sahib of malerkotla was also initiated in this lodge this lodge literally makes you know what any member of this lodge today can come up and say you know who were our members they were all rajas and maharajas and nawabs and everybody <laughs> that's but it'll simply be, amazing but it'll be interesting to see how you know everyone had to go through the ladder i'm assuming yes uh, that you know, yes that is yeah. that, i think that is very very important irrespective to who you are 
end of the day you still are one of the officers you still have to pay your subscription you still have to do the duties and it is not like just because i am a maharaja or i am the rana of some place or something not nothing of that sort you still go through the same thing and that's what freemasonry has actually taught us uh coming to that point also it was not just that the maharajas and the rajas and all these people were there we had judges we have distinguished citizens we have administrators who are members of this lodge unique thing about the emblem of this lodge the emblem of the lodge depicts the seventh sikh guru guru har rai blessing baba ful he is actually the ancestors of the dynasties of patiala jind and naba states hence the name is fulkian means the descendants of ful baba ful so uh, listeners what has lodge fulkian done over to shishir so on the eve of the centenary year celebrations what lords fulkian did was in patiala they opened a polyclinic mm. and it was inaugurated by the then grandmaster that is uh, harcharan singh ranota and uh, this was a major milestone on their part actually yes 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 okay let's go from punjab to haryana oh i have amazing stories about haryana apparently the lodge light of the north is actually considered to be the oldest lodge in the northern part of our country it was consecrated back in 1837 a uh, unique story about one of the lodges there uh, this lodge actually is in ambala cantonment uh, i think the name of the lodge is lodge charity in and in under the grand lodge of india it is number 8 Yes. So, Ambala Cantonment had this lodge, which obviously at one. Uh, by the way, this lodge was consecrated back in eighteen forty nine. So, you had uh, most of the British soldiers and obviously maybe some of the other folks who were also part of this lodge. Now, we all know what happened in eighteen fifty seven. The first uh, revolt, the Sepoy Mutiny, our first war of Indian independence. Now, during that time, most of the British soldiers had to run away from that place, or rather, had to just leave their place and left everything. and so did the people who were members of this lodge too now the person who was taking care the caretaker of that lodge did not stop being the caretaker just because everybody has left he took all the lodge paraphernalias everything which was available there tied them properly and hid them in a well and after 2 years when the british soldiers obviously came back they saw that their lodge was in a perfect condition nobody had destroyed everything they came with the idea that maybe everything would have been destroyed they thought maybe the building would have been set on fire but nobody did that even though people were actually behind the people who uh, people who were giving them the troubles who were troubling them they were just concentrating on that people and not on the lodge buildings or not on any buildings as a matter of fact and this is one of the very few examples or many examples which you would have found but they never harmed the building the caretaker was still there and then the caretaker comes and tells them guys don't worry i have taken care of everything which was available and he just takes out all those uh, uh furnitures and equipments which he had actually hid them in the well and just hands it over back to them these guys were simply amazed they they thought they would be coming back to a place where there will be hostile reactions to them for considering the way they treated uh, the indians at that time but look here there is a man who did his duty shishir what do you want to point about this i think the key point here is that uh, the importance of work you know this yes. this person who was uh, in charge of taking care of the place and ensuring that it is uh, maintained well and protected and everything he still stood and did his job and mm. 
आई थिंक लाइक लाइक वी से इन इन हिंदी राइट कर्म ही पूजा है मीनिंग वर्क इज वर्शिप राइट आई थिंक दैट इज वेरी हाईली यू नो exemplified by this person's contribution that's right and one one other thing i want to just quickly bring up i was just thinking about it when you were saying about you know mm. the lords not being destroyed now i would say in this case these guys would have been very very lucky that no such damage happened but um, for listeners especially people who are in lucknow uh, you know what i'm talking about so there's a place called residency mm. in lucknow and right now it's like a place that you can sort of go to and check out like a historical place but at one point of time it was a very you know prominent english settlement which was all burned down during one of you know such kind of revolutions even today you can see bullet holes in some of the high uh, mast uh, of some of the buildings Mm. and over lucknow cantonment also there are a few spots where such buildings are still there so yeah a lot of destruction did happen yes but i think lucky for these guys at least it it wasn't the case yes so true so true uh and uh, one more lodge in haryana which i would like to bring about is lodge excelsior uh lodge excelsior actually started its journey from dakshai and uh, it was obviously again uh, the army or rather the british soldiers were actually part of this lodge so when the army shifted from dakshai to kasoli and then finally they settled in kalka so finally the lodge excelsior which was consecrated back in 1877 stayed in kalka so uh, one thing what i want to add here is uh, for those of you who uh, listened to our episode on himachal pradesh and uttarakhand you might remember i did mention that you know there were some lodges in dakshai mm. but it was not there i think this is exactly the lodge what yes. ranesh just spoke about lodge excelsior yes yes uh and coming back to the most important point which i came to know about this lodge uh this lodge by the way still has all those old furnitures with the brass plating which informs who has contributed those uh, tables and chairs and everything which is simply amazing again hundred of years of old and they are the first lodge in our country who received the first english revised version of the bible back in 1881 yeah that, that, i think that was the first time when the king james version of the bible actually had come place and uh, i think excelsior lodge and the members would have done everything just to ensure that they get that bible there uh, to ensure that it is kept on the, uh, the uh, on the altar uh by the way uh, guys who are listening to us we have all the five volumes of sacred law which is the bhagavad gita the bible the quran the zendavastha as well as our guru granth sahib everything is actually kept there to ensure to remind us that we still have to follow the path of god to and, find the god and, in us and the path is the same regardless of what book you read um, yes anything that is a main point here and we open all the five and keep because typically those are the prominent ones within the country if there were more we'd have obviously had more yes but uh, i think that's the whole idea of having all the books open and so important point is they they are open for anyone to you know have a quick look so yes. yeah i think that's another hmm. point i wanted to make okay now from here we will go to a place chandigarh obviously a union territory of its own capital of two places Uh, Chandigarh has actually one lodge called Yadavendra. It is uh, named after the Raja of Patiala. But Chandigarh also has some other lodges which are simply amazing. I think Shishir, you can take it forward from here about the list of lodges yes. in these places. Yep. 
So let me go ahead and uh, talk about the list of lodges in JNK and Ladakh. So I think a few of the names we already had called out in the beginning. Uh, yes. There's one more called uh, Raghunathji, number 255. This is yes. in Jammu. Then in Punjab, we have lodges in Amritsar, Bhatinda, Chandigarh, Mohali, and Patiala. In Haryana, we have lodges in Ambala Kant, Karnal, Panipat, Rothak, and Yamunanagar. There are a few special lodges, though, that we would like to call out. Um, Rinesh, you want to take it forward from here? Yes. Uh, when we were looking at these names of these lodges, right, and we like to look at the names because these names are not just some random names which some brethren would have selected. When you like, like for a like for a parent, right, when they actually choose a name for their child, that's the same feeling which the members have when they have to name a lodge. And some of them actually go into the deeper meaning of those places. We have lodges called as Indian speculatives. Like you're speculating about Freemasonry because we do not exactly know what all things are there. So you're speculative. So the name came as Indian speculatives. We, I came to know about a lodge called Chanakya Passmaster's Lodge. Uh, for those who don't know what a Passmaster is, a person who sits as the worshipful master, who takes the chair of the worshipful master, has kind of completed his whole journey of becoming all the officers and finally becoming the worshipful master. And then he's become, he, by the way, he's kind of like a president of a club kind of a thing, something very similar to that. But after that, his job doesn't get over. His job actually starts from then in ensuring that he guides others, he mentors others. And can you imagine having a lodge named as Chanakya Passmasters? You have Chanakyas around you. We know what Chanakya was. He was a kingmaker. We have past masters around us who guides us, who gives, who mentors us and makes sure that we do not falter from the past or at least guides us in knowing what is right, what is wrong when it comes to administration of a lodge. Similarly, we have lodge which was named after Vishwakarma. Obviously, one of the, in, as per our Indian mythology, he is the architect of heaven. So, Again, a kind of a good way of saying that we are building heaven in our own heart. We are building a place for God. We have a lodge named as Dronacharya. Dronacharya, again, was a very important guru in uh, Mahabharata. And again, that, that kind of brings that whole idea. Samam Bonam. I was super impressed with the name. Samam Bonam Lodge. It actually means the highest good. These names actually have an amazing meaning. And brethren, if you're listening to us, please try to find the meaning of your lodge name and you will be amazed with that. It will be even more interesting to find out the small history around the banner, the lodge banner. Uh, you know, why it is the way it is. What's the meaning behind the symbols on your lodge banner? That will be kind of interesting to actually find out uh, about your own lodge. Uh, that's something I'm trying to do of my own lodge as well. So let's see. Yeah, we should definitely do that, man. I think there should be one segment about people actually talking about the lodge banner. Because look yeah. at the way when we spoke about uh, this lodge, uh, Lodge Fulkian, that emblem itself has such a good meaning. Well, every lodge would have actually had that kind of a meaning because it comes up with that whole idea of let's bring our values, let's bring our ideas into these things. Hmm, nice. Completely agree. And that brings us to a close. And... Uh... And that also covers all of North India. I think yes. the only direction now is uh, where do we want to go next, Ranesh? Do we go west? Yes, I think we should uh, cover up the west and then we can move to the central province and everything. So maybe we can cover Rajasthan and Gujarat. So listeners, if you're actually listening to us, 
in case if you have any information please do reach out to us because without you this doesn't work out and by the way a hearty thanks from both of us to worshipful brother satish gupta ji who actually gave me all the information 99% i would say is his uh information and he is a member of lodge excels here in kalka where he 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 actually reached out to me told me rinesh i've heard about your episodes i came to know that you wanted that information and he literally spent i think a full day in trying to get those information and i i am really really thank you for him for this and uh, the other important thing i want to just bring up you know uh, rinesh has you saying that is that a lot of this information folks is not available on the internet at least not easily available you have to literally dig a lot uh you know get deep into a lot of web pages and what not it's, it's uh, next to impossible at times to get any relevant information so so true uh, i think so true yeah and i think a lot of like in this case on the right you know a lot of information came from one brother who came forward to help us and we are deeply indebted to him we would reach out and just say that you know if there are any more brethren who can help us with information of masonry in rajasthan and gujarat uh, please help us uh, yes. with our research and it would really make a world of a difference and we would love to give you thanks on our episode it it really means a lot to us thank you so true as a matter of fact shishir you know what while we were looking for this uh, punjab region i came to know about a lodge which used to ha- uh, exist in dharamshala it was in himachal pradesh but obviously uh, part of the punjab province at one point of time so while searching i came to know that we obviously missed out in a previous episode but the lodge in dharamshala apparently got destroyed because of an earthquake but otherwise uh, there are not much information available but whatever we could we just found this information in that so it's all it's it's a process of learning so we might ever learn something unique about uh, maharashtra and bengal also in future but whenever we learn we will obviously share it with you guys exactly and uh, if there are any corrections which you feel we may have faltered somewhere or given some wrong information or something that needs to be updated please do let us know we will definitely call it out in our upcoming episodes because yes. we are not perfect but we are doing our best obviously we'll make mm-hmm. mistakes but that's that's where we would depend on you listeners to you know help us out and ensure that we have the right information out there and that is the main objective of this podcast to spread the right information about masonry and right. if we make mistakes you have all the right to correct us and we are open to that perfect all right so with that we come to a close rinesh you want to do the closing well thank you very much listeners for listening to us as a matter of fact if i am not wrong we are more than 700 listeners for our eight episodes still now yes this itself is a big thing thank you very much for all of you for listening to us for sharing that information i have had listeners from us from canada some from australia who have come out or reached out to us and said this is simply nice because you do not get that information everywhere and you have been able to give us that tip of an iceberg let it be a tip of an iceberg guys it's an amazing thing it's a journey which all of us are together so hope that we continue this journey till we cover the entire country with that signing off this is rinesh and this is shishir goodbye thank bye. you bye well that just about wraps it up folks we sincerely hope that you liked our episode and got a glimpse into the fascinating world of freemasonry and what better way than to hear about it from those 
who are the humble members of the gentle craft. If you have any queries about what we shared on this episode or generally on this podcast or even about Freemasonry, please check out the show notes for links to the Grand Lords of India's website or feel free to write us an email. Please do look forward to the next episode.